Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods and the good news for Southern California Calico Bass Video. Check it out on my YouTube, Cast and Crank Podcast, and check it out on the Instagram feed. Today we have Andrew Loberg, an FLW competitor and champ. He won the Delta. That's when I got him on after the Delta win. So this was two weeks ago. And I think after this, he drove to Havasu and won that one as well. So this was a good one. It wasn't what I wanted because uh, we had a co-host. Well, someone hang out, Juan Acosta, which is a great interview as well. He's coming out Thursday. But we kind of talked about tournaments. So his podcast was maybe about half about him and half about tournaments. And we kind of talked about the different things about him. It was really interesting to me because I don't know a lot about them. So they're kind of telling me we know how the whole Apex thing works and the Wild West and all of it. It was a really good podcast. This was a uh, this was one of them ones. Towards the end, I was done, man. I I, I think I was up. Uh, gosh, I think I got to Danny's at eight o'clock in the morning, and I left here at. Gosh, it was three in the morning, two thirty. Then I've been drinking all day, and I'll, I'll get a little sloppy in this one. I'll tell you that right now. But uh, it, there's a lot of good information. He does do a really good job. Thank you, Andrew. I owe you one. I do trade you. That's what we're gonna call it for now. And if you do trade someone, meaning uh. I got a little drunk on that one and, you know, it got a little wild, but it's a great podcast. Thank you again, Andrew. Congratulations on all your wins. Next week is Juan Acosta. Um, great episode as well. Thank you for coming on to Juan. Please check. Thank you to all the Patreon people. This month is sponsored by DRT USA. They donated four baits, two tiny clashes and two canines. Thank you so much. DRT USA. Greatly appreciated. Um, check out the what else is going on check out that video it's pretty cool i want you guys to leave comments on it tell me what you think and give us a five star reviews reviews review on itunes would be greatly appreciated please check out the la fishing alliance event that's going to happen on the 16th i will be there in the la fishing alliance booth doing some podcasts with some of the people there and uh, with dean the guy that runs the whole show there so please check that out and i think that's about it Hope you guys like this one. Thursday will be Juan Acosta. Wednesday, uh, I'll be at San Clemente Island. I can't wait. All right, guys. Later. We're going to start recording. So I have um, Andrew. How do you say your last name? Loberg. Loberg. He just pulled his cock out uh, a couple weeks ago right how long ago it was a month ago about a month ago yeah and uh, you won the mlf at the delta right yes sir Got Congrats, the thanks bro. i appreciate it um he uh we planned this for a minute this was kind of our thing and i was happy because i didn't know if he's gonna be able to make it but he did so i'm super stoked and i want to hear his story and uh we have juan acosta sitting in just to hang out uh, they're boys. They kind of know each other, so it's kind of cool to have Juan here as well to hear, you know, Andrew's story. Young Bucker. Oh, yeah. We'll go yeah, back how and forth, you, too. How old are you, Andrew? He's a young 27. One. He's a young Jeez. He's a baby. I, actually, I, look, a young, I, look, I look really I you young. I really young. a baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I look a lot younger than I am. So. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of cool to have Juan here as well. My brown brother against his white guy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, uh, I'm super stoked to have you on. Let's, uh, I guess, talk about... Where you grew up fishing, the Delta kind of break down that. Yeah, so I'm originally from, born and raised in Rockland, so Sacramento area. 
Um, my f entire family uh, is really addicted to bass fishing and tournament bass fishing. Uh, at a very young age, my, you know, my dad and all my uncles and stuff, they're just hardcore into it. So I started out at a super, super young age. So What age do you think you started? Um, I mean, just fishing in general. Everybody has the same, you know, started when I could, you know, walk or whatever. But, like, tournaments hey, and stuff. not me. <laughs> I started out 29 years fucking old, dude. All right. So well, that's why I'm going, like, hey, did you, did you, okay, when do you remember being serious about fishing? How about that? Probably, like, 11 or 12. I, I fished my first tournament when I was 11. And with your dad, yeah, with my pops, and so your dad's a tournament angler as well, yeah, not okay. so much anymore, but okay. I mean, but what, yeah, exactly. Okay. And I, for some reason, I just got hooked on it just real bad. I mean, I, I literally wanted to go bass fishing no matter what. Kids at school, I mean, they would, you know, being out here, it's not as big, so you know, you're going to school, middle school, and high school, and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to tackle warehouse, wanting to buy this, this, and that. Everyone's like, and well, you're a baby, so like yeah. you say tackle warehouse. Me and Juan didn't have that shit. Fucking oh, yeah. Juan was over Fisherman's there. Fucking, hardware over hey, there. Hey, Fisherman's <laughs> Hardware. Yeah. He's, a, he's an OG Long Beach guy. So we're we're looking at fucking like not even Amazon. So we're yeah. like looking for it. But it's cool you got to grow up in that age of tackle warehouse. Like because you were like 18, 17, 16. Exactly. You exactly. know, like figuring it out. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah, so I grew up all around the Delta. My dad and all my uncles fished out here on the Delta and then uh, Clear Lake has been a part of my life pretty much since I was, you know, uh, 15 or 16. Um, and you know that lake real well from what I've heard on the street, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've <laughs> caught a couple bass out of that place before. A couple, huh? Yeah. Uh, I'm fortunate enough. My family's got a place up there. So yeah. anytime I'm not working or don't have a tournament, I'm up at the lake. Just Is uh, that your lake, Clear Lake? You love yeah, it? I love it. Oh, I, it's literally the bass factor. You ever run into uh, Paul Bailey? Yeah, Paul's a good dude. John uh, Pearl. He's been on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I've, he's a I've great guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, him and uh, Aaron Britt—they're fucking wild, bro. Oh yeah, they are, <laughs> and they know how to snatch up a bass or two, <laughs> and they know how to talk a lot of shit. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they're they're funny, but uh, I've heard a lot about Clear Lake, and I heard it's a tone. Uh, it's kind of like the uh, Disneyland of fishing. So w when we talk down south, we have San Clemente Island. San Clemente Island's like the Disneyland of fishing, where you can go and you catch. For calico, you catch, you know, um, 15, 20 calico that are over five pounds to, to eight pounds, which is big. If you correlated that to largemouth, it'd be catching like eight to 12 pound largemouth mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, so I feel like Clear Lake used to be that maybe. And it still is kind of that if you know how to figure it out, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It goes up and down. I mean, I'm not old enough to know like the uh, major swings don't, don't say <laughs> yeah that. i mean like you got some time in dude. the early 2000s it was just unbelievable but even now it's just hard to compare because it really has never been like a really down year there's obviously times when it gets tough mm -hmm. anytime there's a tournament over 100 boats it's not easy but it does so these tournaments and stuff they make it look easy but it, you know to catch those 20 plus pound bags consistently isn't as you know as easy now no i don't imagine so but um you kind of had an edge because you grew up there. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. not saying edge, but you that's where you cut your teeth. Like, if you if you could go to any lake in California, where would it be? Yeah, it'd be Clear Lake for sure. There you fucking for go, sure. Andrew. Yeah. No, it'd be Clear Lake for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the beauty about Clear Lake. You know what I'm saying? So let's, let's break that down a little bit. So uh, you learned how to fish at Clear Lake pretty much, right? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, let's break down Clear Lake. Uh, what you learned from there, 
kind of like uh, maybe what your dad taught you, stuff you took to uh, apply somewhere else, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Clear Lake is uh, probably, in my eyes, one of the most versatile fisheries in California. Uh, you could fish in six inches of water, and you could fish all the way out into 50 um, or 40. At 50 is a little too extreme, but you could fish all these different baits. You can literally go to a tackle shop, pick something on the wall random, and you can catch a bass on it and probably win a tournament on it. Uh, it's really one of those places where you can build so much confidence in either a certain technique or a certain bait and just go after it. And then you apply that to all these other fisheries around around California. Oh, shoot, um, this guy's ready to fucking party. We got the beer run. You got a fucking 12-pack of Modelo and a fucking 18-pack of course. It's super cool, though, you break that down. So when you learned all those techniques and you're kind of talking about it, um, how old were you and when did you start applying those? So, like, say, did your dad, like, go, okay, this is what we're doing. Uh, we're, you know, we're fishing Clear Lake tournaments, me and you. Uh, and how old were you when you started fishing tournaments with your dad? Uh, I'd say probably 13 to 14 is kind of when we started doing like an actual trail. You know, there'd be a, you know, before it'd be like one here, one there, kind of getting your toes wet. Because my yeah. dad, he he had a team partner, and I don't know anyone's history. I know Danny's dad was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Was your dad like seriously into it? Did he teach you what to do? Uh, you know, kind of like that. Break it down a little. No, he was more let's do it for fun. He would always, you know, he had his work schedule lined up to where he got Fridays off. He worked four tens and. Him and his buddy used to go out and practice out here on the river on Friday and then go fish team tournament Saturday or Sunday or whatever. Uh, but he was never in it to like, hey, I want to go make a living at it. It was just a hobby for him. And, you know, my uncles really got him into it. Uh, and my uncle Mike, he was the one that was more serious than anybody in my family. And he he probably, you know, could have made, made a name for himself in a sense, you know, in, in California and really took it. But you know life kids whatever what's cool what's crazy when you say make a name for yourself i feel like the delta you could fish enough tournaments and we talked about this with danny's dad bobby out of time to make a living where if you won enough tournaments you would kind of like do good enough to make decent money for sure right juan yeah i mean right now can you scoot up please Juan. i don't i told you last podcast motherfucker (laughs) i'm not giving you a free pass this time I think right now it'd be hard, but not right back now. Back in the like day, maybe 10 I years, think so. 10, yeah. 15 years yeah. ago, like well, yeah, right? you look at all the costs. You know, yeah, that, that, that's, that is that's a different, the biggest a different thing, time. You like know? you could even though even though the payouts weren't probably as big. I mean, there were some big big payouts back then, but I mean, a vast. Oh, but, but you have multiple tournaments, not like kind of down south where you had like, you know, you call it the Wednesday night or you make make a couple hundred bucks, whatever it is. You had a couple yeah. other club tournaments in the weekend. I'm not saying a living, but like if you're fucking 25 years old. Oh, you're living. Yeah. You're, you're living, doing, right? Yeah, you're it, all right. It wasn't like it was before. Like, before, every Pro-Am used to give out a boat. Yeah. Like, Fuck, you know, when really? John mm-hmm. Murray and all those guys used to fish back then, every weekend, was they were fishing for a brand-new boat. Right now, the way it is, we fish for a brand-new boat on a championship, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe. If you're lucky. <laughs> if, if, well, if there's a boat available, really. Correct, I mean, there's, yeah. There's not yeah, many no. that, that, that they so do. So it's not like it used to. You everything. don't think the sponsorships are there anymore? What you guys think? You know, like. No. Because you guys kind of so. like, you've been, how long you been into it, Juan? I've been into bass fishing about 20 years. Okay, and you've been into what, about 12, 15? Yeah. So you guys both know what's going on. Yeah, tonight. for yeah. sure. Do you feel like, so down south, I've, I've asked 
Guys, you want me to turn it down, Juan? You good? No, I'm good. It's okay. just, just um, falling off. Well, fix yeah. it, Juan. What the I fuck? I got it. I got it. You got it? Okay. Um, d- down south, we, we ask people what what's the issue, and it's hard with calico bass. And I keep bringing this up because we don't have anyone doing it. There's one guy doing it. There's no complaints to be made because no one else is going to fucking do right. it. Is there something you guys want to see different from the tournament series? And if we're going to get off on a tangent, that's fine. We're gonna, we have Andrew for a minute, so... I just kind of want to ask both you guys. It's a, it's a question that came up. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> um, as far as the tournament scene goes and drawing numbers, I think for being in the West Coast, because I've traveled a decent amount back east and uh, seeing some tournaments and seeing how many anglers there are back there, there are, there are a lot of organizations out here, and we, we just don't have as many serious bass anglers. There are. But they get so spread out in all these organizations. And it's good to see, you know, more organizations and people getting fired up to start bass tournaments. But you got to have some condense, you know. It's got to be. It's just, you know, you have so many now that you got to pick and choose. And you you think that there should be less tournaments and more focused on, like, getting instead of getting, like, okay, pro-am. I know both you fucking guys have said something about it. Maybe there's too many amateur tournaments and there should be just more like you fish against the pros and that's it. Is that kind of it? And you could you can say what the fuck you want, man. No one's gonna hold I you. I mean, I, I think the the amateur tournaments kinda take a take a hit, you know, they just there's just Can you put it in the mic a little more? There are too many. I think it, it hurts. You know, guys don't want to fish against the top guys, especially like here in the Delta or Clear Lake or anything like that. Do you feel the same they, way, Andrew? Yeah, but here's the thing. Nowadays with bass boats, trucks, whatever, I mean, you're spending 70, 80 grand on a bass boat. You're spending 50 to 60 on a truck. So for them to say that you're an amateur, it's, I don't know, they could easily fish the pro team tournaments and pro-ams and stuff. That's what I'm saying. But do you, so I think what Juan, I kind of get what he's saying is like, and I think Danny said the same thing, fucking idiot in the background. Um, (laughs) He, uh, he said, like, you get a chance to fish against dudes, and it's not really like a tournament thing where it's like, here's your numbers. It's more like, hey, I beat you this day, this one time. And that's what the pro-am thing does is like where, hey, I'm an amateur. I beat you that one day. Maybe that gives you the confidence to step up a little bit, yeah, right? I mean, for me, it's like if, if you're going to fish, you kind of want to fish against the best. And once, once you do and you do good and you beat – the best out here, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to feel, you feel good about yourself. Same thing. Yeah. Same 100. exact deal. hundred percent. There is, is, is there mean, a way to good? stand back here a little? Cause I mean, you just stick in amateur tournaments for like what? Two, three, four years. You're like, dude, you've been winning them. You can move up, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, there it's, it's good in some point because you got like a starting point, but yeah. once you like kind of get to a level where you're winning all of them and you're not, you're not moving forward and you just stay in there. That's where you kind of you got to move up and step. But it they up. get com- you know people get comfortable with that entry mm-hmm. fee. People get comfortable with the yeah, people I mean, that are it's around. Yeah, it's fun for them too. Yeah, exactly. So that's the that's, hard part. Is I, like, what <laughs> if I can't afford? So like, if you talk about a pro entry fee to an amateur entry fee, so what's the price difference? If you don't mind me asking. So say you're gonna do Wednesday nighter. How much is that? Fifty bucks. Yeah, it's like six. So six then, cents. how much is a pro one? Two fifty. No, they're paying a like pro eight, like a pro team tournament. Uh, it's like three hundred bucks, right? A pro team tournament, right? A lot of money, yeah, like but a, you're really good at fishing. You can't hate on that fucking dude. 
Because no. all he's got is 50 bucks in there that Wednesday nighter and beat everyone's fucking ass. And you know what I'm saying? Say, well, most of the time, saying, if Juan? they're really good at bass fishing and tournaments and stuff, they're already going to be at that level. Anyway. Yeah. But what if they don't have that I money? think a you lot of them yeah. are just like older guys that just want to go out, fish a tournament against a bunch of guys and, you know, don't they don't worry about, you know, try to win or yeah, anything. They just want to go out, have something to fish for. But And which is good. But, you know, like I'm saying, there's a lot of guys that. At the same time, ship. you're not seeing the progression you want to see. Yeah, and it's taking a lot. I mean, we're fishing team tournaments out here with five boats, which is kind of sad. Some of them have been there, huh? Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. And Fuck, man. That's a hard one. That's a hard debate, you know, because and part of me goes like, hey, I got, I got fucking, you know, 50 bucks. That's all I have. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fish this tournament. That's it. And I might be better than everyone in that tournament. I'm going to beat their ass, and I can be doing it every year. But is that going to make me move forward? But maybe I don't have the money. It's like the money, I, you don't know. It's a, There's too many fucking variables to, like, you know, put into that. For sure there is. But um, let's be positive. Thanks, Juan, for making us fucking negative. <laughs> I just fucking it on one. <laughs> yeah, I got, I'm the most positive guy I got guy one over here. He's like my co-host. I get to fuck yeah. with. <laughs> no, I mean, I hope it gets better. We also have a lot of, you know, regulatory compliance, like permit stuff with lakes where True. people have, you know, there are organizations that want to have tournaments somewhere, right? Yeah. And they yeah, can't yeah, get a yeah, permit yeah. for that weekend. So tournaments also get overlapped, right? So <laughs> that's probably one of the bigger issues out here is organizations fight for permits for different weekends, right? And so, it's hard, too, when... You got one tournament you're going to fish, mm-hmm. and then a week later, you have another one. So now you got to choose. On a total and, different body of water. Yeah, and it's just you just can't afford it out here. Like, that's all it comes down to. Like, for me. But it's kind of cool at the same time. You have that option. Because you yeah. don't have that in SoCal. You don't have I, – and I don't know. I need to get more, yeah. more tournament anglers down there on the podcast to tell me, oh, we're doing this this many times. But from what I've seen, it's like ABA – at san diego mm-hmm. aba at silverwood you know um i think it's just silverwood only you have one at paris you have dbl then you have castaic you have a casitas you have you know La pyramid then you jump up to you guys a little more you know what i'm saying yeah but most of those are just like team events one day yeah you know yeah here we're we're doing multiple day tournaments and okay. entry fees are from 800 to Seventeen hundred bucks. Seventeen hundred bucks. But you guys have a big fishery. Like you have that many boats to support that. So see if I had a seventeen hundred dollar. Yeah, the, uh, you guys fee, down there. Don't. What kind of payment is that going to be out if you win? Well, he won. 20, what is it? 20, I won twenty two grand, but we only had fifty nine boats. Yeah, that's. Hey, the hold thing. on, hold on. I love the part where he goes, "I won twenty two <laughs> grand, but." I only had yeah. 59, but so, you won you know, 22 fucking grand. If I won 22 <laughs> fucking grand, I'd be fucking stoked. Oh, don't worry. I'm, I'm fired okay. up about it. Yeah, Shut but, the fuck up. Hey, it's not about Man, the money. Dude. It's about the trophy. It's about the trophy. <laughs> about dude, the you know what I'm saying? No, so, but, like, you you have the chance. And what series was that? Was that MLF? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was that one. What was the biggest series that you did great in before MLF that you made more than, like, two grand? It's all been MLF for, for that kind of And how much money have you made off the MLF every year? So you made twenty two grand a year. How much did you make last year? Just if you don't mind me asking, last year how much did you make winnings? I only cut one check, which was in the national championship. I made ten, ten grand. So you're making ten to twenty two grand every year. No, but the, the the year before I cut a check, and it was probably twenty five hundred. No. Okay. How the year much before are, that it was. And uh, how much are your entry fees for the year? They've been seventeen hundred the every last every time. Three times. Three times a year. 
free national championship. So you well, paid, you almost free paid, as in no entry, but well, you got to no, travel. You, you paid your entry fees every uh, like almost every year for two years. Oh yeah, I pay. yeah, yeah. I've I've fished the MLF since I graduated school, so since sixteen, two thousand sixteen. So I mean, that's a that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I get what you're saying. The seventeen hundred dollars is there, but. You're winning twenty two fucking hundred. No, exactly. You I mean, you, you so put, even like, if it was five grand and you put and you yeah, could win a hundred. That's then. first place. Now you got second and third and fourth. What like is second not, and third and fourth place? Yeah, you screwed up a little more. One, I'm so sorry. It's, it's not. You're as, gonna get mad at me. Oh, one, you're not gonna want to talk to lick me this thing. You could lick it all you want. <laughs> For me, you know. Yeah. I don't. I don't fish MLF. Mm-hmm. I fish Wild West because their entries entry fees are eight hundred bucks. What is it? What is a winning payout? When I won, it was I won eighteen thousand. That's amazing. And we had a hundred and twenty votes. And what did? What's the difference? And so what's? Why do you have one hundred and twenty? And why does he have how many sixty? Mm-hmm. What's the difference? What ta- talk to me? I don't know. I mean, for me, I, the the why I don't fish MLF is because I have to take a week's off work. You know, I got to pay seventeen hundred dollars to join the tournament. Mm-hmm. I kind of know there's only going to be about fifty boats. So if I don't place the top five, I'm not going to break out even. So now I'm losing a week's work. I'm paying $1,700. So whatever I made in a week plus the $1,700, I got to make all that stuff up plus gas, you know, because here you burn a lot of fuel running around everywhere. And uh, so I just can't afford it. So it's not, it's not a good choice for me. For MLF. For MLF. Okay. But for you, MLF, is you're looking for the big payout. Yeah, not necessarily the big payout, but just MLF as an organization itself. It's a national organization, and you know when you do have a, a decent finish, you know publicly across the nation, you, you know your name is being put out there a lot more. I'm not saying Wild West it isn't. I have a but quick question, if you don't mind me asking. I'm not trying to offend you. <clears throat> How many media platforms did you go on when you won? And where were they located? Did you go on Bass University? Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Did you go on what else? That's it. Ike Live. No, not Ike Live. Um, just all social media platforms, and that's it. The only podcast you went on was on Bass University. Cast and Crank, baby. <laughs> hey, Dick fucking exactly, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Guess who's here for you? Okay, you don't need to win anything. If I like you, you're fucking coming on. That's what bitch. I'm talking about, baby. That's it, right, Danny? <laughs> but no, I'm just asking, like, what happens when you? When you win that, like, what do they do for you? Like, you want to bass? That's a big deal. Bass University is a fucking huge deal. Yeah. And I saw that. And I'm like, oh, fucking, I'm asking you just to, to check. Yeah, not necessarily. So you did, like, well, like a 20-minute interview or something with them, right? Yeah, exactly. But okay. it, it's not necessarily a, a, a third-party promotion. It's just Major League Fishing in general. You go on their website and all these pictures that are being no, posted. No, I saw it. And I, there it's are fucking millions awesome. of people or thousands of people looking at it on social media, people on their website. This is nationwide, you know what I mean? And then also in other countries. So just the more So do hits. you think that, that the MLF, so it's like, that's a hard one because I feel like both of you guys are fucking – this turned into something way different, <laughs> but I love having both. It's you a guys good on. conversation. It's a good yeah, conversation. no, it is. Because I have both of you guys on like two different series. We, so we like fish different Apex, circuits, yeah. and I don't know nothing about either one of them. So it's like I'm a fucking stupid idiot, like Danny said, and uh, th- that's what I'm asking you is like, what in the end, what is the goal? Like you, you want to be uh, in the big series for MLF, right? Yeah, at some that's point. That's the goal. Yeah. What is your goal? No, I, you don't know. 
No, I I do. I can't. He's young. I'm 44. And, and that's the difference. That's the thing. I have a family. 100%. I love fishing out here. I love fishing in the Delta yeah. and the West Coast in general. So this so, is a start for you. Yeah. So I don't want to. I don't want to go back east. I don't want to go fish the elites and stuff. You know. So right. I'm I'm older. So I don't. I if they gave me a platform to fish out here, I'm I'm gonna jump all over it. But they don't have them. That's the but, fucking issue. See, like him, he's got to go fish a TOC across the country. Even though it's free, he still has to drive all the way over. So there. is that kind of fucking shitty? Like, there's no love in California because there's no like, there's enough lakes to hold this up. You don't mm. think so? No, there's only to, a, there's only a few. Hey, what are, are the what are the few lakes you guys oh. can think of that could hold a tournament up like that? This pond out here, the, right the here. river, okay, Delta. and then what else? What it all comes Shasta, down to Lake. Shasta and yeah. Orville when they're full. No clear. Clear Lake can do it, but it fishes. Nothing small. down south. Nothing down south. Casitas, no. Castaic, none of them. No. Havasu, Mead. Yeah, those. Columbia. Those Clum- Clum- hey, Clum- Columbia River, but you got to look at this. Uh huh. From the Columbia River, which is a giant fishery and it can hold that many boats, <clears throat> all the way down to Havasu, how far is that drive? Huge. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, say I live in Alabama and I'm a professional bass angler. I fish Gunnersville, and I want to go to Michigan and go fish smallmouth on Lake Michigan, right? It's that's eight, nothing. Right? Eight-hour drive. Yeah, that's nothing. But that's mm-hmm. far. That's really far for them, but they have mm-hmm. so many tournament lakes, and they are giant back there. The lakes so when are you so go big. back there, how many boats do you have fucking at the tournament? Um, so the, the national championships, you have to qualify, you know, the top 25 for each region. So there's like 200, 225. Um, oh, but man. team tournaments and stuff, oh, it'll draw three, four, 500 boats. But I was, so when – I, and again, I don't know what you're talking about when you say team tournaments. Is that like a weekly tournament? Is it like a monthly? What What is it? So in a normal team tournament circuit, there's probably six to seven tournaments in a year. Okay? And that's like and your regular it, club tournament. Yeah. Well, say Juan like and I want okay. to fish, yeah, 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 exactly. okay. fish together. Mm-hmm. We're a team. Okay. We catch our five, put them in the box. We're a team. And at the end of the year, just like any other point system, you qualify for that TOC. Okay. So back east, they, they've got a ton of organization stuff, but they also have the boats to do it. They have the anglers and the people that are wanting to do it which is a way bigger deal back way bigger deal yeah well this is what you guys have you guys i think have it in the delta not down south no and over there you got to realize that everybody bass fishes over there here up here i feel like it's you, a big deal no it's hey, so diverse you just hey, river get fishing you, get you in the south ocean fishing striper piece of shit danny i know, you know that's what you do everybody does so many you different go down things. The, you go down the southeast you go to everybody's house everyone's got a bass boat yep. and a pontoon boat really oh, so when God. tournaments put out their schedule they fill up in a heartbeat you know it's a different i mean there's some stuff coming in the works like mm-hmm. i think in october you're going to hear a lot and it seems like a lot of the top organizations, they're starting to kind of get together and they're trying to build the West up. That's the thing with Apex. They're trying to bring out a new circuit where we're fishing at a high level. You know, we got the exposure with the TV. We got rat boats. We got, we got we're wearing jerseys. We're basically doing the same thing that, you know, the elite's doing and the MLF. And they're trying to build it out here to where something big. So this that is a West Coast deal. Though, it right? is. It's mm-hmm. just only a West Coast. So deal. doesn't that make you go kind of like Andrew? Like <coughs> go like, maybe I should su- like. It's hard. To, and I'm not trying to shit on mm-hmm. anyone. Should support my own local shit to go like, hey, maybe I should fish at Apex because it's where I live. I want to make this bigger. You know what I'm saying? 
For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I, but it's like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Like, it's a hard fuck. Well, that's the thing. Like, right now, like, you, you got to pick which, what, what are you going to fish? Part, yeah. yeah you know? you For pick. me, I pick Wild West. You know, he picks FLW. Yeah. And we're both in the same boat where yeah. we can't, if I had the, all the money in the world and had the time off, I'd probably, I'd want to fish all of them. You know yeah, what I mean? No, but I want to fish all of them too, but I, you know, I just can't afford to do all of them. You got to so pick and choose. You just got to pick. That's the hard thing is like, so do you think like, and I'm just trying to understand this. So like, if I was going to go on a step, I'd go like, okay, Wild West. Uh, then I go to FLW. Then I go to the Elite. What do I do? Like, yeah. how's well, the, uh, FLW gives you a platform to where if you qualify, you, mm-hmm. you get the pass to fish on their upper level, which is the pro circuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which is the pro circuit. So and that's then what Andrew's going to tour. That's what he's shooting for. That's yeah. what you're shooting for. Andrew. Yeah, but okay. with what he was saying with Wild West, they're trying to make it to where – you, know, you fish, you fish the team tournaments, and then you can get qualified to the Apex, and that's what they're trying to grow it to, right? So the Apex would be its own elite series. Correct. Yeah, only but in the West Coast. West Coast. That, that's, yeah. that's the shit that That's I'm what like. we're trying to build. Even next year, we're going to travel a little bit. We're going to go just stay in the West Coast, but we're going to be within a, dri- a day's drive. Yeah, I get you know, what you're We're saying. not driving across the country. And that's the thing is that I think it's cool that you, you guys are both two different spectrums. Yeah. You're trying to make it to the big, like, national. But Apex is trying to make it to, like, They're hey, making it their own we're national. here. Yeah. West Coast is here. Don't fucking bypass us. We're going to do something. Yeah. Yeah. You and it works saying? perfect for, sure. for me. Yeah. Like, for me, it works. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I'm excited to see what, what they can do for in the future because this is the first year Apex has been around. And it's like, how do you, how do you go all in on something, for, like, for me, right, that isn't tried and true? When MLF and the lead series and stuff, you know, granted, I live out here, right? Yeah. Um, and then also, I, you know, I didn't fish any of the pro-ams last year for Wild West, so I couldn't have qualified anyways. But, yeah. you know, it's just you got to weigh your, weigh your options. Yeah, I And get it's it. not like a, well, let's jump here, let's jump here. It's a lot of money. It's an investment, so you got to kind of be smart you gotta with it. you got to think about what you yeah, want you to do. Yeah, you got to think about it's it. A, it's a commitment to and you gotta think one. about you got to think about where the sponsors are at and where mm-hmm. that money's at. You know, where where are you going to but be But how does that years? sponsorship work? Like, nowadays, it's like, what if you had a fucking YouTube channel that's way bigger than all this? Ship. You don't got to do shit. <laughs> Ten yeah, years ago, we should have I mean, put right? that. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. yeah. you guys are two accomplished tournament anglers. Hey guys, here's a quick recommendation for a rod. I use it a lot for spotted bay bass, but um, it's the same crossover for largemouth from what I've heard. I don't know anything, so this is what I heard. But um, the UMBX series, I use the Ultra MBX for my axe blade and my um, volts, stuff like that, underspins. The new Ultra MBX features top-of-the-line semi-micro Fuji MNSG Sick guides. The full-grip handle features a combination of cork and EVA with rare burl wood accents and Phoenix proprietary carbon fiber custom reel seats. Go check these out at your local tackle shop, or you can check them out at phoenixrods.com, or check them out on Instagram at phoenixrods. Thank you guys for listening. I'm pretty sure by now most of you guys know I love calico fishing. For me, calico fishing is a perfect game fish. I could hook up my boat and be fishing in 30 minutes. The calico fishery offers easy access. Fish are abundant and local. Plus, there's a great community of anglers who are all about catch and release conservation. So, here's a question. Is calico bass Southern California's most cherished game fish? Is it the most local caught saltwater fish? Have you guys witnessed any changes in the population? Are they getting bigger? Well, I'm sure everyone would like to know. Go to our YouTube at Cast and Crank Podcast. Check out the video and drop a comment below to let me know your thoughts. Or check out the video on the IGTV. Leave a comment below. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. But um, 
So we'll get back. Rewind, I think, fucking 35 minutes. <laughs> the tangent. Um, so you, you're fishing in tournaments with your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you get, like, really into it? And when did it, like, click where you're like, oh, I'm good at this? So I, I got into it at an early age and then got into high school, started a bass club, and started doing some regional stuff with FLW and BSS, all the federation stuff, right? What year? Uh, 2009 was on a freshman in high school. So you were, like, into the kind of deep part of it young. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah I got to cut in here. So when... I'm going. I'm strolling down my Facebook feed. <laughs> my Insta, uh, it was. This uh, is why I'm all watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is good shit. It's not not Facebook, but it was uh, YouTube. And then it, something pumps up, and I was like, I know that kid. Hey, there's some. There's a couple gems. <laughs> it was Andrew with fishing with Byron Velvet when he was out at Clear Lake when he won the the, the Open. Weren't you with like his Marshall? When he caught 32 or and whatever And it was pounds. him, just was like little, Marshall. tiny little yeah. Andrew. Yeah. Dude. You, you got to look it up. It's on your rolled up. No, hey, he rolled up in the <laughs> swimming alley and just put a work. I was and like, this is And he saw it sick. all go down when Dude. he won the tournament. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, went into high school and, you know, me and some buddies, we used to sneak into ponds and, you know, all over the place and get in trouble and do all sorts of stuff. And you were down in Southmore, right? As far as. I mean, where were you, where you lived? In Rockland, yeah. How far down is that? Like, I don't know. Shit. It's so it's like two hours north of where we're at right now. So two the hours river north of up north the river a little. Yeah, okay, way right. north of the river. Um, and then I, I got my driver's license, and uh, pops was very very supportive. My parents are just the most supportive they've ever. I mean, they're the best. And he was really comfortable with me because I at a young age he taught me how to drive a boat and backing it in and no way. doing that whole oh yeah, yeah super dude. young before I even got my license he was already nice. doing it so I went from high school fishing uh, <laughs> fishing yeah, all the uh, fishing all the high school club stuff whatever right and then graduated high school and I went to Chico State and then we had a bass bass club there and when I graduated high school that was when collegiate bass fishing was like at its prime right oh, so you went to college you did college yeah that was like why i went to college really At i chico. mean not really but like that was a big part of it to go to the chico state bass club and you oh know, let's so go you do fished it. college yeah yeah I how'd fished you do for pretty well i mean me and the chico state bass team and you know a few other clubs i mean we we did really really well we dominated uh you know we always dueled out with the sac state kids oregon you know God, there were some was on the podcast hey. i did the fucking I don't know my podcast. I'm a horrible host. Um, someone fished the... Was it Matty Wong? Could Apparently, neither of you listen to the fucking podcast. So. I 100% do. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> hey, back uh, when we were growing up, remember. there was none of that, Khalid. No. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> we used to make get fun hey, of For <laughs> fucking one, it was like cholo bass fishing. Yeah. Hey, he did school to go fishing. Hey, what do you fucking do for? Like, I like fishing. He's like, fucking what? dork. Let's beat him up. Let's beat that fucking <laughs> up going to fucking... On uh, Long Beach to fish? Fuck nah, now it's all like all high school fishing, college yeah, fishing. College. I'm like, hey, man, we got fish. ripped off. The college fishing is a big deal. It's dope, yeah. And but it was no, big. Like, but Juan's so cool because he grew up go fishing down with yeah. me. So it's like, I feel like, man, I got a connection right off the bat. <laughs> for sure. But like, for you, it's like cool to hear 
you did something way fucking different and the college things yeah awesome. and, and that's how like with flw or major league fishing now is that's kind of the stepping stone i you could say is like kind of going through the ranks even though you're still going to school and stuff i mean when i was in school at chico you know we had our regional events in california we went to clear lake delta havasu lake roosevelt uh mead and then you'd build enough points up at the end of the year and you'd qualify for the national championship. And all those, just like the major organizations, they'd all be back east, right? So we're, you know, 19 to 22 years old. And you made it. Oh, yeah. We'd, uh, we'd roll back and we'd go to, I've been to Georgia, Tennessee, how good, Alabama. How, now, how good were you compared to those kids? Okay, so <laughs> here's the thing. Here. I love how he said. Okay, so let me hold here's, on. Here's the, deal. Hold on. here's the deal. <laughs> So we had our entire squad of West Coast anglers that would roll out. And they were solid. And we're all hammers. We're all jacked up. My first one I went hey, to, for, I'm like. For, hold on. For West Coast, you're hammers, but not for East Coast. Hey, <laughs> let's just say fishing's different back then. <laughs> so we, hey, we'd go, we get all hyped up. We got our dad's truck and a boat. And we're just like, hey, we're ripping out there, right? We get on I-40. It's a three-day drive to Lake Chattoog, Kiwi, Pickwick. You? 19 to 22 years you're old. We, we went back there twice a year. And oh, you're yeah. driving there? Oh, yeah. Hold on. 19? Yeah. You drove there? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so stressed out right now, dude. <laughs> my kid's fucking 17. I would not trust my fucking kid at 19 to drive that far. Yeah. Oh, so, my God. So we'd hop in the rig and go back there, and we got all cocky. We're like, hey, we're going to mess these kids up. We got West Coast light lines, <laughs> swim days. We're all tight and cool. And we get back there. Hey, they're just like, let's throw a jig, let's throw a spinnerbait, and, and, they, and they bust <laughs> The simplest thing. Yeah. They fuck you up. In practice, you'd have guys come over like, what about swim baits? We're like showing them like some triple trouts and glide baits. They're like, damn. Next thing you know, we're like dead last. <laughs> but uh, it's tight. Yeah, no, it, it was a really cool experience. And you kind of, you know, doing, you know, I, I'd love to be on tour one day, but you kind of understand and know those fisheries, how much different they fish you know yeah. like a blueback herring not even is that back east yeah the, all those lakes so what back, would you do to imitate that now if you went back it's a it's a bait fish uh it's but what, a, what would you use you know what i'm saying so it's not necessarily what you'd use you'd, you'd obviously imitate a bait imitate, fish what would right you imitate, yeah. like a kai tech or a fluke okay. or you know some sort of walking bait or a popper mm -hmm. um but it's not necessarily you know you go online and you look oh this is what a blue herring looks like they're actually a pelagic type fish right like they're i don't know the science behind it but basically they move around all over the place and the bass chase them it's like cracked for them and they don't set up like they do out west where when they have the herring that's all they attack and that's all they live for certain times of year and the time we went they were chasing bait left and right and you can't go up to a point and be like oh i'm gonna catch a bass there if there's no herring there you're not gonna catch a bass fuck dude so it, it's Fishing back there versus here, a lot different, but you can apply every versatility. And this all is your high school about. career, right? College, yeah. College, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 So when you were done with that, what, you were like 23, 4? I graduated in 16, I was 21, and then right then after what? that, I then started. Then what? I'm like, hey, let's go to jump on the front of the boat. Let's let's fish uh, some Dad, primes. who? What's that? Who'd you fish with? Dad? Who'd you fish oh, with? Oh, I fished team tournaments with my dad and some buddies, but I, I fished. When you were 21. Fishing, yeah, when I started fishing pro-amps. Who, who was your guy? You know what I'm saying? You got a guy like Juan. Did you have a guy that you kind of like looked up to? 
Oh yeah, and, uh, my my dad was that guy. Who was yeah. the guy? No, no, like that trained you, like. So like maybe uh, your dad you looked up to, but who was the guy that kind of like showed you the ropes? You kind of <laughs> knew what your dad did, Andrew, yeah. and you kind of kept building on whatever that was. Yeah, you know, my, my okay. dad and all my family and all my you know friends and stuff that we used to, we used to go out, but. It's really just like what he says, just, you know, time on the water and knowing what to do. So really. when did that turn serious? Like, um, <clears throat> I never really, I mean, I obviously felt like I had the comp, I have the comp or had the confidence to be like, okay, I want to try to do this, but you still have to compete and make, you know, build the stepping stone and, and, you know, do well, right. Before you make that next jump. So I started fishing on the front of the boat and I noticed, you know, I'm fishing against all these local guys and all this tough competition that's been fishing for way many more years than I ever have, right? Um, and fishing in those big tournaments, those three or four day tournaments, is a lot different than a single day tournament. Yeah, of course. And that's kind of, when I was younger, that's all I really did. Minus the collegiate stuff, but you only fish a couple of those a year, right? But when you fish, you know, four to six, three day tournaments, you kind of get used to that comfort, right? Mm -hmm. So when I jumped to the front of the boat after I graduated school, it was definitely an eye-opening experience and Basically, I just put my head to the grindstone and just started learning and talking to as many people as I could and building these connections and, and just trying to fish as much as I could. And the biggest thing for me was in order for me to think that, hey, you're going to go to the next level, you got to be consistent and you kind of have to you know, start making top tens, maybe win one and you know go from there you know yeah. you're not just like hey I, I think I'm good I'm going to go do it right you got to have agree. some credibility yeah. it, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm still doing it. Um, now it's just taking the proper steps to allow you, what do you myself. You're still fucking doing it, motherfucker. You're still doing you it. You want to fucking yeah. MLF, bitch. <laughs> Talk about to keep what going. built up to that. <laughs> well, <laughs> what built up to you winning the MLF on the fucking river? Um, basically fishing as much as I can, fishing all these bass tournaments as I can, and just time on the water. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Okay. I'm going to say this for the second time in a podcast. Andrew. Okay. So you're fucking here's what me, happened. You okay. So to, you need to make it all down. Pull that dick out and tell me all the details. So going into practice, this tournament's in August. Everyone knows on the Delta, it's primarily a punch or a top water bite. I mean, mm -hmm. if wind blows, you could throw a reaction. Um, it's hard had, for me to talk to you because my son's name's Andrew, <laughs> and I want to fuck with you really bad like my son, but I can't. That's fine. So go on. I'm sorry, Andrew. Go on. Go on, Andrew. So going into it, I kind of knew as far as what kind of lineup of rods I kind of needed, right? What kind of bait and forage you're going to be feeding on. So, um, and also during the summertime in California, you have the six-hour rule of tournaments. So from 6 a.m. to noon, that's my own window fishing. And when you look at the tide chart, you kind of have to pick and choose what area you're going to be at at what tide, correct? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> in practice, I went out and I immediately just started to go punch. That's what most tournaments win this time of year, pretty much all year now, is, is punch and just how much grass there is in this place. So I, I picked an area of the river. I stayed central and went to certain areas, and, and I tied my tide out. It, let me go, and what let me, was your tide you liked? How about that? I like the low tide. The so, low, uh, oh, so incoming to low tide or outgoing? You know what I'm saying? Low tide to outgoing? It's, yeah, the low switch to low and then the, the low to incoming really? switch. Yeah. I basically just wanted all the water out. 
of some of this area. Fuck, punching hyacinth man. or punching grass or punching primrose. Because you want those fish to get sucked back out. Out of that area you wanted. And what were you punching? like? So I was, I was using a 65-pound braid to one-and-a-half ounce and one-ounce weight. Um, Wait, you no used a one-and-a-half ounce head with a one? And a one-and-a-half. I had two rods set up. Okay. I had a one and a half ounce setup and a one ounce setup. And then setup. one was on like a Texas rig or something. Correct. Correct. Okay. And then both were uh, reaction innovation beavers. No punch skirt or anything, just straight beaver. Right. I knew the first day of the tournament was when I had the lowest water early. So my tactic going into it was I need to punch as early as I could the first day. And as each day went on, going to the third day, I had high water till like 10 o'clock. So I had to kind of wait, wait it out for that tide to move out so I can go punch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would go, you know, when that water was up, I'd go throw a chatterbait. I'd throw a buzzbait, popper. I'd just go junk fish and try to catch the limit before I went punch. And and that's really what I did the entire tournament. I, I had a window. But why did you know that? Because you pre-fished so much? Yeah, I pre-fished, you know, those four days prior. And, you know, throughout the summer each weekend, I yeah. kind of knew where those fish were setting up, you know. And I, and I just figured, hey, let's go beat that area up. And being in a six-hour tournament, if you, if you get caught, you can get easily get caught on this place running around way too much. So I, I stuck myself in basically one half-a-mile area and just beat it all up until I caught everything. Fuck, man, really? Yeah. That's a hard, that's a hard one to do. Like, You know what I'm saying? Because like you want to move. Uh, you, that game plan, did you play it like three or four times before? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you do the same game plan? Did you say, oh, I know they're going to be here, so I'm going to beat it up fucking this many times? Yeah, but <clears throat> I wasn't fishing. So I beat that whole area. But each day of the tournament, I was fishing different spots in that okay. area. Yeah. So each day I, I was going to technically fresh fish, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I've gotten burned before of going back to the same spot second day. It's not working out. And sometimes it does work out. Sometimes yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I made sure to have enough water each day to where I could go to new stuff. And being a six-hour tournament, it kind of played out better for me because I could just go, hey, I'm going to hit three stretches one day, and then I'll hit another three the next day, and then hit another three the day after that. The same type of tide, same type same of – Same tide, exactly. But I was getting a little nervous for the going into the last day because I, that window narrowed down a lot earlier. Oh, the tide shrunk down a little bit. Yeah, we had like more 45. water come we had more water in the morning going out. Oh, okay, okay. So my low tide was yes. was a lot later Earlier, in the day. Okay, later yeah. in the day. Oh later, okay. Right. Um, and we had to weigh in at eleven forty five last so day. So then the first day, how many pounds did you weigh in? I had nineteen pounds the first day with a Which, six and a half. Did was that first place? No, I was in third third or fourth, I think. So then what were you thinking then? Like, fuck, I got it. I was fired up. Yeah, I was fired up. But here's the thing about the Delta. It's like even before, like when I was in practice, I, I, I felt like I had a really good practice. Um, I, I, sh- I shook a bunch off. I caught a couple big ones. But even in practice, I just know how this place is. And Juan can say the same thing. It's like you can't get too amped up because this place could turn on you in a second, right? So I'd go into, you know, day one, had 19. I'm like, perfect, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Day two, I wasn't, like, nervous and pumped up. I mean, I was fired up, but I wasn't like, I'm going to go smash them. I'm yeah, going to be like, hey, of course. I found what I found in, in practice. I'm going to go beat it up. I'm going to fish as good as I can, and I'm, I'm going to catch, catch what I can. And the second the tournament, I had 13 pounds. Um, that was the second day. That was the second day, but it, it held me going into the last day. With, At the same? Okay. Yeah, yeah and I'm now sitting in fourth. Yeah, that's good. So... 
<clears throat> as a tournament angler, you go, you have 19 pounds, and then you have 13 pounds, and you make the top 10. What are you thinking in your head? You're like, okay, my weight's progressively dropping. I didn't have that good of a day the second day, but it's a delta. There's giants out here, and yeah. it changes so much, and it's always changing. So I'm like, hey, I've got my water. I'm going to go do it. Let's just go punch them up. And that's basically what I did. And the next day, went to a completely different area. I actually had Colby Hunts who, as a co-angler. So him and I were fishing uh, the last day of the tournament. And uh, I told him, I, I waited until about 9 o'clock or 8, 8.30 or whatever. I'm like, hey, let's go roll the spot I have. I said, I caught a big one in practice. Took a couple off. Let's just go check it out. Rolled in there and, you know, caught that big one pretty early and then caught the rest of my bag. And What was the, what was the second place on the third day? Uh, Moreno? Or? Yeah, it was Moreno. He had 16 pounds, I think. Fuck, dude, that big of a bag you had? Look at that dick on this well, motherfucker. Well, that's the huh? thing about this place. It's like... If you find you, it, you're good, well, huh? Well, you don't know what you're kind of going to get get into. Yeah. Like, right. You go into these spots, and it's like, all right, I got a bite there. Let me go check it out. Yeah. And that's, and how, and that's exactly how it was. Yeah. I'm like, hey, let's... Next I know there's knows, big, I know the yeah. big ones live there. That's just what they do. Yeah. But I don't know what it can produce or if yeah. I can get them in the boat. Every, every tournament I go into is like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, you know, I got a couple bites here. We're going to try here, there, there. But, that's, but then you show up and it's like, okay, an eight, a six. Yeah. And God it, damn. It just and that's how, six, I'd be like, that's how it was. I'm done. No more and, fishing and, for me. And I'm honestly, get fucked up. And honestly too, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a little. That's happens. Yeah. So um, when, you, when you walk the bag up, What's going on? So I actually got to the weigh-in a little early because okay. I, I knew I had what I had, and I'm like, I want to get back there as soon as I can because it was a 30-minute run, and I'm like. What time was it when you ran in? Uh, I probably left around 10.50. How much time did you have left? We had to weigh in by, we had to be in by 11.45. Oh, fuck. That was a And we, we launched out a big break, and that's when they have, do they still have that salt barrier in? They do, huh? I think now it's, it's so. It's so <clears throat> from Big Break, the main river, you you can cut over on the False River normally without this barrier, and then run through Frank's Track if you want to go central, yeah, or run south, right? But they have the salt barrier blocking the False River, so you have to go all the way around. Basically, what's the salt barrier? It's, it's a saltwater intrusion barrier. So no way. Since so they, since we're in a drought, they block a, one of the main sloughs, oh, one of the rocks. main channels. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a giant channel. channel. And they fuck you. Huh? So they make you go around. Oh shit. Yeah. So we're in a drought this year. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. the salt water's kind of intruding in, and that's kind of one of their ways to oh, block yeah. the salt. Yeah. So it added another ten minutes. It's yeah. not that big of a deal, but I had what I had at about ten thirty, and uh, I'm like, I don't want to risk it. And that's the thing, too, <clears throat> in tournament fishing and especially out here on the Delta, it's like there are so many things that can go wrong, right? And that's all I could kept thinking about in my head. I'm like, I just, I literally want to be back. I want to weigh these fish in. As bad as it sounds, because you want as much time on the water as you want. Yeah. I'm like, we had rough water in the morning. I'm like, it could be blowing out on the main river. I just don't want anything going bad. Yeah. Because if it gets bad, you can get caught out there and it's not fun. And that was your game plan out the day. When you tried to run. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't have that bag, I, yeah. I would have made it a lot closer, but I knew what I had and that tide was coming back in and I'm like, we got to go. This isn't, I'm not going to, I don't think I can catch anything bigger. Yeah. Let's just, let's yeah. just rip back. So I get back and I see all these guys coming back in the top, the, the rest of the top 10 and I'm immediately like, how'd you do? How'd you do? How'd you do? I'm trying <laughs> to see what's going on. And uh, old Phil Dutra, he was in the top 10 and I'm like, that dude can catch him and I hope 
you know, he, he could be that guy. And yeah. Mike Randall, all those guys could too, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, so I'm kind of doing the math and stuff. And I was at the weigh-in tank, and I'm like, I, I think I got it. And at that moment, I, I roll up on stage, weighed in, and I was fired up. Were you the last one? No. So I was fourth going into the final day, and okay. they weigh you in in order. So boat number 10 would weigh in first through one, right? So I was, you know, the sixth boat or whatever to weigh in, and then third, yeah. second, and then yeah. the first place guy that, that was going into it. Yeah. Uh, him and I, you know, we walked on stage, and then he weighed in, and I won. Fuck, yeah, dude. Mike, old Mike Brown. He's gonna win one soon. He's, he's <laughs> I mean, all those guys. It was, it was crazy. How did that feel, though, man? I mean, it was pretty surreal because it's like these major league fishing tournaments. That first off, any bass tournament, it's not easy to win, right? Um, and these ones, you put so much time and money and everything into all this sport, and I've just have loved it since day one. That you just want it that bad. Yeah. And for everything to work out the way it did. And everybody says when you win, nothing goes wrong. And that's really true. I mean, everything went right. Yeah. I didn't lose any fish. Yeah. Um, or any key fish. I lost a couple small ones. But uh, everything just went right. And it, it was just one of those special weeks. That's fucking amazing. Where, where I, you know, where I ran the tide right. I executed my game plan. I didn't change anything. Because I... Before, I've had finishes out here on these bigger tournaments where they just weren't I, – I, I didn't run my tide right. I was running around like a loser, and I just wasn't timing right. And I knew that after the tournament. So a lot of the – like everyone says tides, tides, tides. That's it. A tide, lot of tide Delta is, is tide is you, the if spot. You're, if you're not – if you don't so know – So are you taking notes like when you're out there fishing? On my graph I am. So you go on your graph, you go, oh, tides, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I, I get a bite or whatever. I'll put, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll put yeah. a waypoint, okay, right, cool. say the tide yeah, yeah, yeah. and how big the fish was and all that all right, stuff. That makes sense. So you same thing, Juan? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of, the area I fish now, you know, I kind of know it pretty good. So I don't, I don't do a lot of waypoints. But you know the tide's going to bite. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know what tide, if they're biting on That's the That's how good he is. So. I would fucking write it down. But Juan's I good. mean, when you it's repetition. When you keep yeah. fishing the same stuff over and over again, you, I agree. Kind of know. That. <laughs> but this place out here, I mean, it changes so much with the tides, weather. Yeah. I mean, everything. It's crazy. There's, yeah. there's a lot of a lot of stuff that changes in here. And for it to happen on the river is unbelievable. I agree 100. percent um, Let's uh, plug your sponsors. So <clears throat> the rods I'm using: Powell rods, uh, P line. Um, Buck and Bass, CNC Marine, Jim Molden, great crew, uh, Mercury Marine, Ranger Boats, Power Pole. Um, that's about it. My parents, I mean, every, I mean, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Thanks.